Welcome to the Betterism Podcast, a learning community seeking out life's unusual lessons from its unlikely places. I'm your host, Glenn Binger, author, teacher, and coach, and I'm here to help spark some collective growth. I hope you'll stick around and teach us a thing or two, but first, a few words from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Elevator Stories. Elevator Stories was established in 2020, and it's a multimedia literary journal with various levels that represent various themes, like colors, heaven, and hell. Their latest issue is level four, Destination, for all of your traveling desires. Visit 30westph.com slash elevator stories. That's 30 spelled out, West ph.com slash elevator stories to view all of their levels and submission guidelines. Elevator stories brought to you by 30 West publishing can only go down from here. This episode is brought to you by four sigmatic four sigmatic is a magical fungi supplement company no we're not talking magic mushrooms we're talking natural organic fungi lion's mane chaga turkey tail reshi uh, cordyceps you name it they have all different kinds of products available on their website um, blends that will help you think uh, blends that will help you defend and build up your immune system um, adaptogens that will help you chill out and relieve some of the stress of day-to-day life especially this day and age. Um, Four Sigmatic has a lot of educational content on their website as well. If you click on their learn tab up top, they actually have something called the Mushroom Academy, which is very helpful. Uh, It's where I learned about the different fungi mushrooms and what they do specifically. Personally, I'm a big fan of their Think Blend or their Think Coffee Grinds with Lion's Mane and Chaga. Really kind of sets my brain on fire when I'm sitting down to write or record, or put something together for a project I'm working on. Um, They have all kinds of products from proteins to coffee blends to uh, extracts. Um, Check them out at foursigmatic.com. That's four spelled out, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com. If you use the promo code BETTERISM at checkout, you can save 10% off your order. That's foursigmatic.com. All righty. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Betterism Podcast. Welcome. My name is Glenn, in case you don't know. Uh, we got a special returning guest today. We got Tony Langhorn of Tony Inc. II Publishing. Tony, welcome back to the show, man. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me on once again. <laughs> no doubt. It's well overdue. I feel like we were talking about this before we started recording, but we got a uh, lot, of, lot of projects on both ends. I'd love to kind of mishmash, talk back and forth about. Um, Definitely. I wanted to start off here, and we can definitely branch from here. Um, I've recently helped uh, T.J. McGowan, who's listeners, by the way, previous pod show, uh, podcast show guest, um, did a little beta read for his forthcoming book. I yeah. figured we would start there because it's a monster of a book, and it's, I mean, amazing. Um, <laughs> how did you guys... Here. Yeah. How did, how did you guys get linked up for that? I know you guys, I mean, I know you've run a publishing house, obviously, but how did the two of you guys get linked up? Because you guys normally, you're mostly centered around poetry and this yeah. is a novel. 
So how did that kind of come to fruition? So this is our first first novel. Um, but we, we have another another one now. You know, it's just it's just time before, you know, you start publishing other other works. But my, yeah. my network was was poetry. So that's that's kind of why that started. But um, TJ was one of the poets that came through to the open mic. I think we discussed it in the last episode that I was on a, a open mic that was in New York. And then I also went to uh, an event of his as well. And we just kind of linked up. We've also uh, com- collaborated in other events or we were part of other events to other curators, you know, and we kind of see each other all in the in the scene. So right. I also with my publishing company, I not only, you know, do events for the, the authors that I have on roster, but we create experiences for self-published authors as well so that they can have their stories, you know, expanded and distributed to to others. And that event is called BYOBB. The third installation is actually happening right now. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> but we we find we, we find um, authors from not just only not just poetry, but it so happened to be poetry when I selected him for the first one, I believe it was the first one or the second one. And his self-published book, forgot the name at the time. Um, we are not one thing. I think that's yep. what it's yep, called. That's yeah, that's it. So, so he, he brought that book and and he had his BYOBB event where he spoke about the journey of creating it. He read some poems and 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 so that was his introduction to us as a company. So he let me know that he was working on a book and he wants to talk about it. So we we scheduled a meeting. He submitted it officially and I read it and it was just, I saw the potential of where this book could actually go. And, um, and so I put them together with the editor on our team and they worked for the last four months, three months on expanding this idea, building the story up, you know, adding so much, so many details, so many, there was so many loopholes that we had to fill and all yeah. <laughs> yeah. because the book is just so it's so rich in in the, the topic it's so rich in just how it plays artistically with with imag- in the imagination as well as technical writing it, like it's 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 beyond i i say beyond its time it <laughs> time is one of the key words there <laughs> yeah right I mean, that's what that's what drew me into it. You know, when TJ had asked me to do a little beta read for him, one of the first things I picked up was like that that concept of time and how he how he played with it. Right. I mean, because the yeah. I don't want I don't want to spoil the book at all. I think listeners definitely need to check that out. I know pre-orders are open right now, um, uh, but yeah. yeah, the the concept of time that he plays with, it, it kind of jumps around a little bit, which is difficult to do. Um, how did. I mean, how did I don't know if you have a say in this or if you were working closely with your editor and TJ, but like, how did how are you able to work through like those issues of like time gaps and time jumps with something so complex like that? That's not easy to do. So um, I did not have a hand. I mean, well, we did have we had meetings 
frequently and I I had my comments um, for the concept of time. I think that was kind of their their workings um, that kind of made that come to be. But it it was something that I paid attention to when I read it. And I know one of the things that that he did at one particular point is he had the chapters the same name so that you can kind of know time. And I was like, no, let's not, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I did. I, that was my contribution. Like we can't, we can't have the titles the same because just in referencing and when, if you have a book club, you know, I'm thinking about the future, like yeah. if someone's sitting down with your book and they say, Oh yeah, my favorite chapter was this. And there's like two of them or three of them. It's right. Like, no, you, you need to have they, the title needs to be unique enough to put it in, to leave an impression on the person. Um, just introducing a person to the chapter is one part of the reading experience, you know, and, and so you have to, you have to think about that. And so he went back and he kind of took out the essence of the chapter and, 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 and called it that with, while still maintaining the date. So right. you'll, you'll, you'll see when you get into the book that, you, you you're going on this journey um but but you are guided very strategically um and with a careful eye on your your experience and that's something that we do at at two eye publishing no matter from the cover to the contents it's all about how are you being guided through this experience of reading you know that's an that's an interesting lens um to kind of apply to something like that you know a lot of people, especially when you're editing something, I, you know, I do like freelance editing mm -hmm. and it's when I'm reading in that style, trying to give feedback, you know, uh, in, in regards to what the client is kind of looking for, you don't really think too much about like the, the publishing side of it and like the formatting mm -hmm. and how it's going to look as a final product, because you're really trying to edit, you know, for content, for uh, mechanics, yeah. that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So you kind of like, having your say even that you kind of like downplayed yourself about having this like <laughs> final say but like i want to highlight that because i think that's important especially in the realm of of publishing you know any self-publishing author out there kind of needs to think about that because the experience of reading something it extends well beyond just like the content right yeah. the, the formatting plays a massive role in that i mean everything down to like the size of the book right that's going to affect exactly. how somebody reads it and absorbs it and consumes it so how for you how do you kind of play both roles of like i know you have like an editor and stuff but like you of course you know you, you apply those skills how do you how do you apply both the editing skill or the editing lens with the publishing lens like how does that how does your say kind of fit into that whole process yeah so when i started my company i you know i was not a novelist. I'm not a novelist, actually. Uh, I, I, I've, I've read books, you know, I've, I've, right. I, I wrote a book. So, um, but my background beyond that was in the visual arts. And there's a certain, there's certain techniques and, and, and approaches that you, that you use with visual arts that I wanted to apply to apply. And I did it with my book too. I had all black pages. My my book was set up yeah. on the right side of of the page. No, no words on the left side because I wanted you to read each poem individually instead of 
having one on one side and then you're already moving to the next because you see something else. So you right. read one, you don't really digest it, and then you read to, to the, the next one. But, um, you know, it's, it's those little small um, techniques and strategies that comes from the visual side and thinking about how a person perceives is how I is the things that I also apply to the literary side, which when a person looks at a book, what do they do? They look at the cover and they read the title and then they go to the back of the book and they read what it's about and then they flip through the pages. All of that is a, a, a you know, it's habitual. It's, it's something that we do without even knowing it. And so this, we can do certain things in the publishing realm to kind of enhance that or to get the reader to experience what we want them to. So some of my books come without titles on the, on the front. It's just an image. But that starts, the, that starts the experience. So, oh, it has just a, I'm trying to think of a, it has a picture of a woman. It, it's, it's a little bit like you don't see clothing or whatever. It's just the bust of the, of the yeah. woman. The face. Risque. <laughs> and, and it's, it, it's not really risk. It's more pure than, than like erotic or anything like that because we're not showing anything. Um, right. And, and but I'm it's talking still... about a certain book called Stardust and Skin. Yes. Great and it's, book. it's over, over the night sky. And, and so what is that saying to the, to the reader? Okay. Well, they're not giving me a title. This is different. I don't know what to do now. So I'm going to turn to the back of the book. Okay. That gives me the description. And, and I'm, I'm intrigued. What is this about? And then I flip open the book. What, what, am, I, what am I giving you there? Just illustrations. And I, then I start reading some of it. Wow, this is good. And so that is the whole psychology behind that technique. But it comes from visual arts. Like when I was, when, yeah. if I created a, a, a painting or if I created a sculpture, I'm like thinking about all different sides when a person first sees it where's their eye going to go because when you're also you know looking at art now for you know past art you're trying to figure out what was this artist thinking you know <laughs> and so th these things are how i approach the book as far as my portion which is the creative side the technical stuff mechanics that's that's the editor but then when it comes after it gets edited and now we're, it's time for formatting, like I have certain things that we do at 2i Publishing that, that kind of, um, it, it follows the same sequence. You know, the first page of the book is always something to kind of talk to the, to the reader, whether it's right. a quote and it's not directly related, like it's not from the book, it's actually a, a part of the, the, um, the book where an author can say, hello, welcome to this experience. You know, not that, that actual words, but in their own creative way where they can right. actually say that. And so um, and then as you progress through the book, you know, I'm thinking about um, in with poetry in particular, I'm thinking about how. How can I make the person not fall asleep on the book? You know, <laughs> all of the fonts right. are the same. The, the poems are still placed on the page the same way. You know, I, I, don't, I don't want a person to just, you know, start reading a page and then skip through the pages because basically it's just poetry after poetry. 
I'll play with orientation. I'll turn the poem upside down or or sideways so that when you're flipping through the page, you're not seeing the same thing. So you're going to have to now pay attention to each page. So so then right. you're, you're invested now because you probably looked at one, two, three poems and they're not the same experience. So now you're going to be like, OK, let me get this book and, and spend some time with it. So. So these are the things that 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 that, I, that creatively just a little bit of of what what how I look at the reader experience. Uh, and I got to say, too, that, you know, you definitely inspired me. I, you know, our last conversation, you kind of touched base on that a little bit as well. And I was still in the process of um, editing the novel that I just put out this past summer with my own publishing company. Thank you. Yeah. The head games novel. Um, I actually applied some of those things you were talking about with like formatting specific pages in a certain way, playing with fonts just to kind of like wow. engage, you know, the, the reader's experience um, in a different way than like, you know, your traditional publishing company would handle things like that. Yeah. You know, there's, there's definitely books out there, you know, put out by Penguin or Crown or whoever that, that, you know, they'll push some of those boundaries, but not to the extent that two I does. And I got, again, I, I got to commend you because you, you really inspired me. Like when I, when I was putting those final touches on my manuscript, you know, I really, I took to heart like exactly what you're saying here with the reader's experience and that, that eye of like graphic design, as well as, you know, reading the content itself. Um, wow. And I got to say the feedback that I've gotten from uh, the readers who read my book, that's one of the first things they mentioned was you know, of course, you always get the, oh, it was great. I loved it. But you also had like the feedback of like, oh, I like what you did with, you know, on this page, you you messed with the font and it really added to the the, the story itself, you know? And I yeah. think I think that thinking about those things as a writer writes their manuscript, whether it's poetry, you know, fiction, nonfiction, whatever it is, mm-hmm. having a concept of those things in the background or in the back of your mind, like on the back burner as you're working on it can really can really add a whole nother layer to your manuscript. Um, How do you, when you're like giving feedback to your artists and your clients and stuff, like how do you approach sharing that wisdom without sounding too preachy? Cause I, you know, I I feel like me talking about my own book, like it kind of comes off as like, Oh, like here's Binger. He's just talking about his book, trying to self promo. And like, that's not really my intention here. Cause again, this is more about you, but you know, I don't want it to sound preachy when I'm talking about those things. And I find it very difficult to like, you know, help my clients with that type of thinking without sounding preachy about it. So I guess where I'm at, what I'm asking is like, how, how do you approach like sharing that kind of feedback with your artists? So, so I don't, I don't tell any authors what we're going to do. You know, I don't, I don't have this working relationship with them any author, sorry, um, I say artist, <laughs> author, you know, I don't have a relationship with them that's like, I'm all all knowing and all seeing and we're going to do what I'm going to do. So I'm not speaking to them in an authoritative, you know, uh, uh, way. Right. What I do is when we first, when they submit their work, I have an initial, if we're going to move on with their, their, their work, I, or their project, I, speak to them, I have a meeting, and I ask them more questions around the story, more questions around the book. What does it mean um, to you? 
what story are you really trying to tell outside of, you know, the, the format and technical stuff, you know, that you submitted to us, what does this book really mean? And put it in your own words. And, and, and how, and what are the background stories? Is this a grand, is this inspired by your grandmother? Did your, did your grandmother, you know, influence something, your, your dad, your mom, all these things that surround the story, because that's the whole experience before words actually come to the reader. There's a whole nother story that you don't actually see. Yeah. And so I try to use these things when I'm, when I'm using now this other lens, this creative lens. And, and I'm like, you, I think this would probably be a, a good, a good way to pay homage to what you told me before in our, in our initial meeting, you know, we can also do this. We can also do that. Um, I can make the book do this because they're coming to me because they either, they want it to, to be something that is professional, that they can have pride in, but they want it to mean something to them as well as the readers. And what more than to not just have your, your words on pages. And most of them will be happy with just words on pages. But then when you, <laughs> when you add meaning to, you know, every single poem or you add, you add meaning to the way that your poetry is delivered, that came from something that is beyond the words that you express in a poem or in a story, you know, it then now becomes, it gives it life beyond the pages. And so, right. so I'm, I'm taking in that initial meeting as well as, you know, we talk about things throughout um, because we meet constantly when we're in development of the book. So um, I'm, I'm taking in consideration the small things and, and adding them in. Sometimes it's subtle. Sometimes it'll be a, with Natalie Nasinzi, um, just for example, she she published. She was actually one of the first people that we. She was the first person that we published outside of my own book, and and so that was called Out of Chaos. She then published a book called um, uh, Why am I going blank right now? Dang it! I, I just forgot her second book, but she self published that because she wanted to do something in that in that that book that she because she wanted to get other people involved and she didn't want to complicate the whole situation by having to go you know to to, right. to the publisher and do all the logistics and stuff and she had a timeline for herself so she went in, in self-published but she had a component to on, on her pages where there was arrows that would navigate the person through the story and point to certain things and every page had like an arrow or had a line that continued the arrow. So on the cover, on the back of it, I had an arrow kind of paying ode to her that previous book that mm. pointed to the the spine of the the book where the title was. And it so it kind of continues that that story that I saw that she was or that element that was happening in her second book to to bring it into a cohesive, you know, um, work of, 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 of three books coming to the, the, this last book that she was, that she was publishing and, and it continues that story. So those are, that was just an example of just a small thing that I brought into it, um, based off of our conversation, based off of what I knew about her. So right. these, these things are, are, are how I share this. This is how I share it with them. They, how about, you know, 
this poem, you know, this is to your grandmother. So let's have a little illustration or maybe we place it on your your grandmother's um, birth date, her date of birth. You know, it's on page 13th because she was born on the 13th. Maybe we release it on this date, you know, so that the journey of the book is not just, oh, I put words on a page, but it's like, oh, I dropped it on my grandmother's birthday because that meant something to me. So now that's the anniversary of my of my grandmother that passed. But she meant so much to me that that got me to this point. And so this book now, it goes beyond, it goes into lineage, it goes into legacy, it goes into, you know, so many other things outside yeah. of the book. And so that that's, that's, that's how I, I, I build value in the book as a work of art, as a, a, an extension of the human that created it. I got to say, too, I mean, that, that's what drew me into you and your work from the beginning. I mean, even before our first conversation on veterism here, you know, I, I kind of took note in what you were doing just even with like your posts on like Instagram and stuff. Cause you, I noticed you, st you do the same kind of stuff with like your captions or like the mm. art, you know, that you're posting. I don't, I don't know if people recognize that or not, but <laughs> I think I can definitely, I can see it and I can see it come out in the, the work you do with, with two eye mm. do consciously try to do that with your own art as well. Like from a creative lens, like do you take that same, that same drive and kind of, you know, when you're making your own stuff outside of II, does that, do you apply it there too? Most definitely. I mean, um, I just, cre I, I haven't made another book. I'm working on two books at one time along with everything else that I'm doing, but God, um, God bless I, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a concept for, you know, my brand, you know, I published my first book and it was all black with black pages and white, white letters. So um, I, created this, I had this project that was just in the back and I just went ahead and did it, but it's called the Panda Book and it's out on our website. Um, but it's a notebook that's all black pages and it comes with a white pen. So, you know, nice. now I gave that same experience to others, um, you know, to to feel what it feels like to be, to in, in the whole thing is be different. So um, that's actually at the bottom of every page is, is be different with two eyes in it just to be on brand. Uh, but, nice. you know, this this I'm always thinking beyond what's to the human eye. And to go back to your point, um, hopefully people recognize it. I don't I, I really don't care if people recognize it, recognize it, because there's so much stuff that happens in art that it's not recognized, but it's felt. Because sometimes you can feel something and don't recognize where, what, what's stimulating that, you know, it, but you feel it. Yeah. And so, and so I, don't, I, I don't want them to be like, oh, look at what he did there. It's obvious. You know, I want them to be like, wow, I read this whole book in one sitting and I never have done this before, you know. But right. it was because of the things that 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 we did that made them not even realize time was passing, you know, or, yeah. you know, I, wow, a book has never captured my eye like this one did. And it was it was simple. It was simple things, 
and it didn't have a title or the title was off to the side, but it intrigued me enough to grab the book and purchase it and, and, and then read it. You know, that's not recognized. They don't recognize what I, I did in particular, but it was, I felt it. So, so yeah, in my own, in my own art, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it, you know, from, from the posts that I create, you know, I'm thinking about the deeper meaning. I even did like some collages, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just putting simple, simple quotes under, um, or, or like just one word, you know, maybe the collages, like a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of, um, you know, just random stuff, but just having one word in the caption now makes a person look at the, look at the picture and find the story. So it, and it's just like a title or it's just like when you're talking about a book, you know, it's just one thing that can just like begin the journey or begin the story before you ever even get into the pages. So, so I'm always thinking about that. Is it? the those subtleties i mean they make such a world of difference right i mean and the the cool thing and i wanted to highlight this because you kind of said it really quickly but like r- real eyes recognize those kind of real eyes realize <laughs> right they recognize realize <laughs> right right they They're recognize those kinds of things <laughs> like you even like down to like you said like you know the be different thing with two eyes in it like that's so subtle at the bottom of the page but like somebody who pays attention to that kind of thing Mm-hmm. is going to pick up on that you know yeah and i mean that's that's the difference between like what your brand is doing compared to like these bigger companies that are more in it for like the money and the paycheck and the you know yeah. the royalty checks and stuff like that's really why i think small publishing uh small press publishing i should say is a more authentic in that in that realm right there's that piece of like well, I'm going to include this little subtle thing. And if people pick up on it, like awesome. But if they don't, like it's still in there and it's really for, you know, me or for the artist or whoever. How do you, how do you approach that authenticity in, I guess, even in like your personal life? Like forget about like the business, but like, do you, do you kind of like live your life that way too? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I believe in, um, well, I actually, I have a, a, I have a t-shirt company or whatever else outside of the publishing stuff. I, I also ha- not a t-shirt company, but a fashion brand. Yeah. And, plug it, and plug I, it, plug and, it. And I, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, please. And, please I have, that's point. and so this, this particular brand is called element OP. So we just released something called QRS, which allows we collaborate with people to create their own brand um, with them. And it, they get, you know, a place they, their stuff will be on our our site in our store. So it allows people to start their their merchandise without the the big commitment of you know getting stock and and right and um you know having to have a large large capital. So and then they also get the backing of of a of a particular brand already. And um and so I I did mine first. And so I have one product. I have a hat right now um, that I ordered um, from from my own brand. But it's called I. I um, it says I'm a business, comma man, and it, it's come from a quote by by Jay Z or one of the lyrics of Jay Z. Yep. And 
I read a book called The Empire State of Mind. It's actually about Jay-Z. And they pointed out that in one section and they were talking about how Jay-Z has his 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 brand and him are one thing. So he's not going to sell out to his morals and his values just for money. Basically, his brand is going to be on brand with who he is as a person. So um, that is how I also, from reading that, I now believe in that. And that's why two eyes is in things because it's an extension of of who I am. I'm not just I'm I'm not a narcissist that just puts <laughs> myself on it. And I try not to actually have um like some of the things that I'm doing now um does not have two eyes in it. Um because I still want to have, you know, a difference um in different things. I shouldn't be everywhere. I want to be in the background of a lot of a lot of things. I want it to grow to the point where I'm not the face of it or I'm not in every single facet. And that's that's a, a good thing. Um, yeah. And so uh, so I make sure that even when I start buying companies or something like that um, in the future, like it's always going to be companies that I believe in and it comes from my passion. Every single business that that I have, it comes from a passion that I have. And that is a passion to to help people and also help creativity live. Um, and and so from Poetics University to the clothing brand to Two Eye Publishing, we also have a tea company. Me and my wife um, founded. So all of that is about passion and 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 shared passion because it's not just me and my own world. And I'm doing this out of my own passion, but it's a passion that I see that other people have as well. And if I can provide a platform to help that grow, help that be experienced, help that be expressed to what, whatever it is that, that humans do when they're together, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, want, I, I, I want that to be attached to my brand. So it will never be about, oh, making a lot of money you know, and being flashy, because that's not my passion. That's not my brand. It will be about how many people did I help their story be told? How how many people came to my platform or to an event and was changed in some way? You know, those right. type of things. That's a it's interesting how you took that the Jay-Z book is really good listeners. If you ever have a chance, I definitely recommend reading it. Um, it's interesting how you applied some of those concepts. Cause like Jay, Jay-Z kind of has that, you know, he, he can have that narcissistic kind of angle, you know, if you look at him in that light, but once yeah. you, once you kind of start thinking about it, like you were saying, it's like, you're using that to like build, but then you're kind of trying to step back a little bit. Whereas, you know, jay-z kind of went the other direction with that um, oh no 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 he, he, i think he did the same thing like there's business well, I mean, and stuff that that you don't even know about but yeah no i mean like part to, of it, you know right right and, and kind of what i'm saying is like in the beginning he kind of had to he kind of needed to make himself the brand to like launch right but then like you said like as as he grew as a entrepreneur and an artist and stuff he started to take you know backpedal a little bit and take a step back like you're saying you know, kind of making it about the the bigger picture, the bigger perspective, 
on top of all that. And, you know, Jay-Z is such a, I mean, he's so influential. I mean, like there's there's so many lessons that (laughs) I take away from just his, his career. I mean, everything down to like him and Beyonce, right? Like how they kind of like, Oh, right. Like, let's get married. And like, Oh, let's drop a single together too. Like that's (laughs) the fans are going to eat that up. You know, it's like that kind of, that kind of thinking about what it is you're doing to build the passion. Like you're talking about is vital to anyone starting any kind of brand. Right. Um, I don't want to pry and feel free to, you know, don't go too deep if you don't want to, but you recently, you recently got married, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. First of all, (laughs) um, how, how did you manage that and like running and building II at the same time? I mean, was that, was that difficult to do you guys? And you mentioned, I didn't even know you did it. You have a tea company. Like that's even (laughs) more rare. (laughs) How do you balance all of that? And then also align with what we were saying with like Jay-Z and like using that attitude, like how do you balance all of that? That seems very overwhelming. Yeah, so I just want to point out one thing. Um, it came to me when you were talking, and I'll answer that question. But um, or it may be part of that question. Um, when the concept of when I when I re- when I found or when I read this and um, that quote, "I'm a business man," not "I'm a businessman." I'm a business. I'm a man. Um, it's really a perspective change, and it's i apply it to not just you know business life but i apply it to my life in general like every year i set out and i do a goal for the year i do goals for the year and i sit down and i look at all aspects of my life i'm a dad i'm a i'm a husband i'm i'm a employee i'm a i'm a owner of this company that company personal life my fitness and and mental well-being and i go and i make for 2022 i make a you know a list of all the goals that i want to accomplish in in 2022 for these particular areas of my life that's exactly what you do in a business you sit down and you look at the departments and you set goals and you have a whole team but you are the owner of your life and that's what i realized even to my job you're an employee, but that is a contract that you have acquired. Just like if you're in a business and you acquire contracts from people, you are in an agreement with your employer that you're going to provide something and they're going to, to pay you this amount for it. So when you go to work and you're just like, you know, have this perspective that, oh my goodness, you know, they, they're, they're just working me to death and everything, you know, you have to realize you are the owner of your time, of your life. Yeah. And that contract, if you don't like the contract and the terms to the contract, go and find another contract that, you know, yeah. it's a perspective change. So if you want, if you having that business mindset it goes beyond, you know, business, it is actually life. Have that business mindset when it comes to your life. Like I said, I have personal goals in that, in that thing. My fitness and health, like, I, I wanted to apply, I wanted to get rid of pork and beef and, and just stick to a chicken and, and fish um, and also vegetarian. I wanted to add those things into it. And I successfully did that. And, and now it's been years since, like, you know, since pork and, and beef, like if I'm at my mom's house, I, sometimes I just, 
eat the bacon, you know, because, but it's not a part of my my regular day food, you know. Yeah. And it's not because of some hum, inhumane purpose or anything like that or animal lover. It's because I just I don't I don't think that it works with my body. You know, it's a personal right. decision. So um, the, these things are how I, I run my life. So I have a I have a, a program called Microsoft to do shout out to them. Uh, it used to be called Wonderlist, and I used to use that. <laughs> then Microsoft bought it. But I, I have, you know, a to do list for every single part, just like that, that, that to do. I mean, that goal, that goal list document that I make. I also right. have a to do list that looks at all the to dos that I need to do for this, this, this. And I also have my relationship in, in there. And it's also on my goal list as well. Getting married was one of my goals for this year. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and um and, and taking trips and and making sure we have date nights you know all of that is is a part and that's how you keep a business running you have to make sure that you're paying attention to all of those different departments it's not just about when you're the owner it's not just about oh I'm just going to speak to everybody about my business well how are you handling marketing how are you handling you know sales and how are you handling customer service like all of those things have to be be there. And it may sound like it's very complex, but you're going to be doing something complex for an employer or or whoever. And if you're not doing it for yourself, then you're 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 basically not taking ownership of your life. You're mm. you're just allowing life to happen to you. And I think that if more people do that, then, you know, we, we, we will see a, a difference and ideas will also be one of the things that people will, will will take seriously because there's there's so many ideas that that go extinct because someone was not you know you know they did not have that mindset now to go back to your other question sorry that was a long answer but no no it's perfect to, for as uh, the relationship and how you know you i think you equated to beyonce and stuff like that <laughs> and jay-z but that <laughs> is exactly from the start um, we have been dating, um, or, or we were dating since 2019. That was when pretty much everything changed for me in my life. And so she has been there to, to, to help this, um, help this side of me come out. Um, prior to that, I was in a marriage for, for 13, 13 years and no, no shade to that. Um, and, who I was at that time was be, was a product of that relationship. And mm. I still have remnants of that. I wouldn't take that away because I wouldn't be who I am today. Um, but at that time I was, I was um, ending that, that marriage. I was um, going through the divorce, trying to see my kids, you know, all of those yeah. things were happening at that time. And in that, in that time, and that's when I wrote her, I realized that self love, self care had never been a part of my my life. You know, it was mm. all about being a husband, being being um, a, a a father. You know, it was about business. It was about working. It was all of that stuff. But I never really paid attention to the reflection in the mirror. And so it was a conversation with my my wife now. Um, and she was like, what do you like to do? And I had such a hard time answering that question without a we or without a us. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it had been so long since I actually picked up a pen and wrote 
poetry, you know, it or or paint it or 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 any of the things that I I love to do it, prior to that relationship or prior when I was younger, when I was a kid. And so that's when I started picking up the pen and, and writing. And then her came about. I also started a open mic in Harlem. She was there pretty much all of them to, to support. You know, she's not a creative herself, um, but she she could actually she can see it and critique. She she's a critiquer. So <laughs> she would she would be like, you know, I don't think you should do that next time when you read your poem. I think you should do it this way. And, and it made it better. And, and I and I always I say that to people because I like you want someone that helps you become a better you. You don't want someone that wants to change you. You don't want someone that does not accept you for who you are or does does not care to know who, who those things are. And and I and I found someone that that is self-sufficient in her own who she is but she also sees me and and can can see what I want who I want to become and 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 plays her part in in that in making sure that you know and she stays away from actually being a part of the businesses so that I can so that it can be a separation of the relationship and the business but she does critique she does give pointers she she has that that silent partner <laughs> component <laughs> to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. Yeah. It's uh, it's, that's pretty similar to the way that my wife and I operate with our creative sides. You know, yeah. she, she has a creative business too, but it's definitely not in the realm of like, you know, writing and publishing. It's more of like arts and crafts kind of thing. But you see a lot of like those, that those critiques, like you were saying, like you, we very much practice like being open to those from both angles even from people who aren't quote unquote like experts in the field. Right. Cause a lot of times that, that advice can really push you in a direction that you didn't even realize was there. Exactly. So I kind of want to highlight this a little bit. How do you factor in, we, you talked a bit about your like growth, I'm sorry, your, your goal setting and stuff, but how do you factor in like true authentic growth into that? I mean, this kind of has, you kind of touch base on it. You know, I don't want to, beat a dead horse here or anything but like how does that that idea of this continual growth as a human being as an artist as a business owner as a father as a dad as a husband like how, how does growth play a role in all of that so for you for you um just want to point out one more thing i'm going back again <laughs> um so i mentioned that she has a tea company so she that actually came about because she um, I was like, what do you like to do? And then she was like, well, I like this. I like that. And, and then she was like tea. And so um, I was like, what about a tea company? So we went to a tea and coffee festival that happens every year in New mm -hmm. York. And, and so I was like, you could be here, you know, with your tea. And so um, but she she likes like she likes loose leaf tea, not the little packets. And so yeah, she yeah. was telling me she has a wealth of knowledge in this. So then that's where. Um, the company came from. It's called Dainty, and it's they we give little tea blend kits to. Um, we offer tea blend kits where a person can kind of blend and mix their tea their own way. So we say tea to your taste, and that goes that. back to the foundation of of tea drinking. You know, and so we always here it goes again. 
you know, that creative side looking for about the experiences, right. you know, and I had my, I had my hand in, in, in some of the creation of that based off of what she told me she wants to do. And, and it's the same type of process. You know, we sat down and we talked about a business. What do you like to do? And she was telling me about, you know, the history of tea and this and this. She wants it to be more than just tea, you know, drinking, but the experience of tea. And so that's, right. that was my suggestion. So um, now authentic growth. I say, what does a tree have to do in order to grow? Does it grow leaves and I mean, does it grow legs and move when the light is not so bright or does it collect as much as it can in the place that it's in? Does a does a seed like what does a a seed is so powerful, like it contains everything that you need to grow. Now, that's this is a metaphor for for how I can perceive life. So we are all given that all the material that we need in order to to grow. And things happen in our life. All of that stuff happens. But all of those things are just like the seasons that a seed or a plant in a tree goes through in order to keep growing. And it's all a part of the process. So to keep authentically growing, as you said, or organically growing, I just live life. And I look at every single thing that happens as an opportunity of growth. And this also comes from my dad. He told me there's three things that you need to worry about in life in every situation. And that is make sure that you learn, you grow, and you change. And all of them happen in that order. When you learn something, you are going to grow. And growth will also bring forth change. You can't be the same way that you were at six years old, at 30. If you are, <laughs> that means you didn't learn. <laughs> right. You, you ain't doing it right. <laughs> and, and if you didn't learn, that means you didn't grow. And that's why you, you're you in the situation that you are in right now. So, so these things happen. So every single thing, when something fails, it's like, okay. It's not the end of the world. It didn't kill me. And that goes back to what doesn't kill you, make you stronger. And growth is about being stronger, no matter what you think. You know, when you grow, you actually are becoming stronger, whether it's mentally, whether it's physically, whatever it is, you are, you're actually becoming stronger. Your bones are stronger than it was when you were six, you know? That's a yeah. bad thing because, you know, it can break and did not heal as much but as it could when you were younger. But every part of life has its has its lessons, has has its teaching. And so like this whole publishing company, I never imagined if you would have asked me, asked me in college, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what my relationship is to books, you know, it was mandatory. It was like, you know, I would rather be creating something, <laughs> you know, it was right. drawing, painting. I actually was an architecture major, so I kind of blended technical with the creative side, and I chose a career alphabetically. Actually, I was going through career, um, <laughs> you know, majors, and I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. Ran into architecture, read about it. It was like, okay, this is, this. I have all these qualities. I think this is where I want to go. So, um, so growth happens organically if 
if you if you look for the lessons. So that's why I do that going back to the gold thing. Like there I've been doing this for 10 over 10 years. And in that time period, like I would say probably 60% of the things that I put on paper in that document has come into fruition. And there are some things, a great part of it that that didn't actually come into fruition. And that doesn't mean that I failed at them. Like there are some ideas that I put on the back burner and it didn't come out. Poetics University is one of those. I put it down as something that I, I, I had an idea for. It went several months and then COVID hit and it was time. It was, it's, it was the season for yeah. now to, to bring this into fruition. So I would say pay attention to life. And that's why I do the goal because then I can see kind of the progress if I it, it's tracking it's historical it's a historical document where you can actually go back and see wow I actually said that I wanted to buy a house in five years and I bought a house last year or yeah two years ago or, or sorry it was 2020 um, in December so and I didn't go back and I looked at the document every day and I, and I monitored yeah, right. every day it wasn't like that it was right. after you put something down, and this goes, it, I guess it's full circle, it's now into the books. After you put something down, there is power in that. And it goes beyond what we can comprehend in our own lifetime because it could be like we're still studying art and things from centuries ago, trying to figure out what they, what they meant or, and it's so powerful to us. And it may have just been something casual to them when they created it. So once you document something, and that was probably one of the greatest things that hum humans did, you know, starting with the cave drawings, you know, documenting mm. the human experience. And so it, there's power in that. So I, I encourage everyone to document your goals, what you want to do, so that you can know where you have been. So that in the tough times, when you think that, oh, wow, what life is just not happening. You can look back and see, wow, I did a lot and I can still do, do some more, even if it does seem dark. So that's my answer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good, man. That was, a, that was a fantastic answer. I think that's a really good spot to kind of tie this together too. You know, the whole idea of, of growth mindset is like you said, like learning how to look for life's opportunities, how to look for those life lessons. Cause Sometimes they don't always hit you in the face, you know? Sometimes you have to, like, manifest them physically because the idea itself is abstract and the first step is, like, writing it down on a piece of paper, right? And, like, letting it live in that space. It's not always going to happen overnight. Like, some of those opportunities, like you mentioned with, like, poetics, like, you write that down and it's, like, you, you come back to it, like, months, weeks, days, years sometimes later and you realize, like, oh, this was you know, this was meant for this moment. I wrote this down five years ago. I didn't really think it would happen, but it's happening now five years later, right? Like that, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, you have to, you have to learn to accept that seeds grow at different rates to bring back the tree analogy there. And I think that's- Go ahead and use it. <laughs> definitely, definitely a strong one there. Um, let's, uh, you want to switch over to these uh, rapid fire questions? They're kind of, I feel like they kind of line up with what you're saying here. Yeah, yeah, let's go. 
cool. Um, so again, I, you know, I call them rapid fire answers can be as long or short as you want. You don't have to like, they don't need to be rapid fire, but, um, first one is what are you currently reading right now? I'm sure you have a lot on your plate, but what do you, what are you reading right now? And would you recommend it to listeners? Um, yeah. So I just finished reading, um, TJ McGowan's <laughs> new novel that's coming out um, in a couple of days for pre-order, and um, it's it's an amazing book. Yes, I would recommend it to everyone. Um, it 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 touches on the human experience through time, and we all live our lives in a particular time period where we are alive. Um, but it will make you appreciate that. And, you know, we always are hustling, bustling. And, but what happens if you, what happens if you just pay attention to, you know, one period of, in your life or you go back and you think about it? What are the, what's the essence that you, that you can pull out from those experiences? So never, never discount experiences is, is kind of what I gained from that um that book if it was if it was related to life it is a novel so it's not a self-help book but through the characters experience experience well all the characters experiences you you get an appreciation not just for your own life but also for for those that are in your life you know, you know mm. some people experience loss throughout this um this COVID-19 um, pandemic and if if it didn't teach us like anything else is to appreciate, you know, life um, that that's surrounding us, and um, and and because every everyone was affected by it, no matter your creed, religion, you know, race, yeah, everything, right. everyone was. So these are some of the unifying things of, of of who we are as humans. So appreciate those other people that are that are inside of your life, and um, and this book will help you. In, in navigating that if you, you know even though it's a non a, a fictitious um story <laughs> so uh yeah. timeless timeless gardens i believe it's called right oh, timeless gardens and other beautiful misery yeah um and just for listeners sake it's open for pre-order right now we're talking in march april of 2022 put that in context oh yeah sorry. um no, he's all good. All good. That's the that's the pot yeah, the teacher podcast in me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I wholeheartedly agree. I think, you know, uh a lot of people dismiss fiction as being like a quote unquote waste of time. But you know, if you like we were talking about, like if you learn how to how to see the opportunities and life lessons and things, uh fiction is really good at teaching life lessons in a way that's not your traditional like, you know, lecture. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important to note, you know. You read more fiction, friends, yeah. <laughs> please. <laughs> also, we we are. I, I meant to say this earlier. We are trying to make this book get onto the New York Times bestsellers. Hell yes. Uh, we are putting all of our resources into making this happen. I'm trying to figure out, you know, um, you know, the the, the strategy behind it. Uh, I I just the, the one part that I didn't realize was like how to count the pre-orders um but i think i just i think i found an article that, that that shows it and um let's get this on the 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 nyt 
bestsellers list. Because it more than it, deserves it. It, it, it really does. And, and, and TJ is such a humble person. You know, when he came to me with this book, I was like, you don't understand what this book is. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Just how casual he was talking about it. And yeah. that, was, that was the kind of the version that was, you know, six years in the making, but it was it, it wasn't complete. It it's but I, I knew that if he does it, like I can definitely see a movie coming out and I would just love oh, yeah. to see how they actually because you couldn't just take it from face value from the book. There would need to be some type of director's, you know, touch to it to be yeah. able to make everything in this book come to life. <laughs> yeah. Talk about <laughs> individual movies. Yeah, I mean, but it can definitely be something that you have never seen before in film. Um, you know, it's not a story that I feel that that is is something that's out right now that that is that is typical. You know, it yeah. mixes horror, <laughs> thriller, you know, <laughs> love, romance, romance. You know, yeah, and and then this, this little surrealism in there too. Surrealism, yeah, and then this this whole relationship between you know father and 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 son uh, i think that is one of the things that i pulled from as well and i know tj so i know that that was intentional we talked about yep. it so it 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 is it is a beautiful story and beautiful misery is just so so appropriate like i wanted um i wanted to like shorten the name and just have it be timeless gardens but then it was just something about beautiful miseries just that oxymoron there. yeah just like oh <laughs> right and that really once you finish that that last line too you're like oh okay this, now this, you this is it. where it all ties together right exactly. i don't know spoilers <laughs> listeners i don't want to we don't want to ruin it but definitely please <laughs> no go, no go we're giving them out. enough to, to entice them that, that's yeah sexy. yeah <laughs> yeah all right cool um so next question here we talked you talked about it a little bit but uh you got a favorite dish or meal you've been uh into lately Um, let me see here. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. What was I your mean, answer last time? Do you remember? I think it was salmon. Salmon yeah. has been. I have. I haven't really been. Um, you can't go wrong. Know, yeah, salmon is really a, a a great. Just pop it in the oven, or you can be fancy and do some stuff with it. I do this mayo dill thing. I think I told you mm. about before. Um, mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. salads. Um greens greens have been something that i've been trying to get more of as well um and and i think people discount that um like i, I talk to people a lot like yeah underrated food, and, and i'm in the construction industry so a lot of these guys you know they're working day in and day out but they're functioning off of bread and 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 beef and chicken and stuff like yeah. and fries. You know, they're not functioning off of you know vegetables. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I mean, you can do it for a long time in your life, but it will eventually catch up to you. Um, and and I, I I I would encourage people to to start eating more vegetables like I am and. Um, and, and, especially in this day and age especially in this day and age yeah all that misinformation out there i think that's really incredibly important yeah yeah i always cool. always think about like where we came from you know as human beings as yeah right you know, 
we we were not we didn't have the advancements that we have now with the stove and all that stuff. So <laughs> it was it was grains and and um and and vegetables, you know, um, yeah. before that. So make sure you get that, and that helps also with water water retention as well. There's there's so much water inside of vegetables that in, in a lot of our ailments that we that we see today are from you know dehydration. So up your water content as well, but vegetables help you out with that too. For sure. All right, man. Uh, last question here. What's one betterism or one takeaway from the combo today you want listeners to walk away with? It doesn't even have to be from the conversation, but one uh, one big takeaway, one betterism you really want them to walk away with. Um. So I would say um, pay attention. I think that was something, and I'll go from from what we talked about. I mean, if if there was anything that we, I guess, overall topic, it would be pay attention. Um, even from you know the details that we talked about on the book, you know, we pay for everything, and that's a deliberate transaction. Um, you know, you're giving something for something, and. Pay attention to life is what I would actually say. Um, pay attention to life. If you actually give that, if you pay attention, life will give you the lessons that you need to learn. It will also give you your journey, your path, your your de- your destiny, um, because it it will let you know where your where your place is in this world. Um, mine so happened to be I stumbled into this by paying attention to what I love, poetry, creating, and and by paying attention to those things, now I have a a a a company that I am and that I run that is helping people, that is, you know, creating experiences that people appreciate, that's doing different things, that's game changing and by me paying attention to all of these, to, to what's even going on right now, you know, it, 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 it's, I know that it's going to pay off in the, in the long run. I mean, it's already paying off just by the experiences that I, I, I have had since starting this company and, and it's just going to continue to, to pay. And, and my goal is to, you know, keep paying attention until, you know, that's all I'm doing, you know, um, and, and what by that, I mean, that will be my full-time job. (laughs) Pay attention to the things that I'm creating, pay attention to, you know, all of the different departments. And, and and it's, of course, it's not going to be easy. It's going to actually, after you start paying attention to things, it actually becomes more complex. You know, (laughs) that goes back to, you know, uh, ignorance is bliss. Once you start paying attention to things, it's like, gosh, I was better off not knowing, you know. <laughs> right. And that's where those lessons are, man. That's where they fall. Yeah. But it, it's rewarding throughout the whole journey. So um, pay attention to life. Pay attention to yourself. That goes to mental health. You know, that's a word that everything that everyone's using and that's <laughs> headlines everywhere. But mental health. Pay attention to yourself, I say, first. And that's what I learned through my journey. Pay attention to yourself first, no matter what you think. A, a lot of people think that sacrificing yourself is, is love, and, you know, the ultimate love. And, and, and I mean, I understand it, but I think it goes back to the airline 
um, the instructions. Like, make sure you're good first because you, you're no benefit to anyone else if you're not good. <laughs> so Love it. Yeah. I love it. All right, man. Um, Tony, man, it's, again, it's been great talking to you. I'm so grateful. Thanks for sharing some of your wisdom and your time. Um, where oh, can – yeah, for sure. Where where can listeners um, find you online? Where can they check out Two Eye? Where can they find uh, TJ's book? That right. kind of stuff. First of all, I want to say thank you to you and the platform that you have built. First of all, um, and I'm honored to be able to make it onto your onto this platform the second time over. <laughs> um, Always hopefully, welcome. Hopefully, my 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 purpose in and coming here today is not to just, you know, advertise who I am and all that stuff, but I know that your platform is about changing people's lives. So that's 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 my that's my goal is that something in this conversation could inspire, motivate or bring somebody into their purpose in their life and you know, encourage them to pay more attention and and, and step forward into the things that they should do. So I thank you for for providing a platform that voices like my like my own can can have a home and and be active in their purpose. No doubt. Um, so if you want to follow me, I'm at Tony Two Eyes on Instagram. Um, Tony Langhorn. That's with two eyes. T O N I I. The n- number two E Y E S. Um, Tony T O N I I Langhorn. L A N G H O R N E on Facebook. I have a Twitter as well. I think it's Tony Two Eyes. <laughs> I don't get on Twitter that much, but <laughs> um, but I, I will. I'm gonna try to start. Um, but I have different ventures that you can follow based off of what your cup of tea is. You can go to our website and subscribe. We put out a a n- newsletter every month to let you know what's happening in our company at Tony Inc. So T O N I I I N C dot com. And subscribe to that page to stay in the know on what we're doing and the different things that we have to offer. Um, II Publishing is our publishing house that we that we were talking about. We are accepting novels at this time for the next year's release. So if you are looking for a home for your your book and your your project, um, please do let us. Please do come and, and, and submit and, and venture and see what, what, what we have to offer you. I know that we will create something that you will be proud of that will also um, contain everything that, that, that makes your journey rich. So um, that's what we do here. We make experiences on and off the pages. So please do check us out, II Publishing on Instagram and Facebook. And we also, if you're a writer, um, a poetry, a poet. Sorry, you can look at our Poetics University, which I am um, the president. I have a vice president whose name is Dara Kalima. I believe she's been on here before too. Yes, she has. And and so we are doing some amazing things over there, providing you know while you know Two Eye Publishing is working on finished products, you know. Um, Poetics University is helping build writers in in their technical side as well as their creative side in, in the process of creation. So we that helps you be inspired, get out of writer's block, all of those things. So um, and we also offer lectures that help you with the you know the other parts of writing, the business side, 
you know, finding your way to, you know, get yourself out there as a writer. Um, and, and yeah, so check, check those things out. If you are interested in following the T that we mentioned here, Dainty is D-A-I-N-T-E-A-C-O on Instagram. So, and also Facebook, and uh, we're going to be restocking probably during the summer with a new, a new tea blend kit. So right now everything has been sold out. So, but you can go follow so that you are in the know. And let me see what was the LMNOP. If you are looking to create a brand, um, you want to, to make your own brand for if you're a writer, if you're whatever you are, and you want to, you know, get a t-shirt that says something creative or says something or has something on it that represents you. Um, you can come and, and reach out to us on our Instagram, L-M-N-O-P-C-O. And we have a program called QRS, which is a custom customizable branding um, in- initiative that we have going on. So please do reach out to us there and we will collaborate with you to bring that into fruition. So that's it for me. Thank you for, <laughs> again, for giving me this space. No doubt, man. We'll, uh, we'll connect soon. Well, I'll hit you up offline. And uh, as always, it's been good talking to you, man. All right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Later, later. Bye-bye. Well, that's it, friends. Thanks for tuning in. I hope to swing through again. If you'd like to reach out, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us online at medium.com slash betterism. Be better at whatever it is you're building. And remember, friends, stay learning.